everyone. Welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. This is Cece. And for today's page six episode, we will be talking about a phrase I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard before, which is putting someone up on a pedestal and I guess the impacts of doing that. Yeah. I mean, looking at different perspectives, this phrase can actually be applied in multiple ways from everyday relationships to even politics. Mm-hmm. So even though you've all heard it, I'm sure it's, I feel like people don't actually maybe have not heard the definition of it. And I think it's good to rehash that. So when you put someone up on a pedestal, you basically idealize them. So this is similar to when you idolize someone, but obviously not everyone's idol, right? <laughs> but it's to make it a point where you admire that person with no regard for any faults, right? That person can basically do no wrong in your eyes. So basically a perfect person no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, so in a relationship, like we said, this can cause, actually cause the individual to put their idealized partner's needs before their own needs. Mm-hmm. And this sort of dynamic is often noticeable by that idealized person. And so the idealized person usually senses this and will contribute less to the relationship, which is harmful in both ways. Right. I think this ideology, or I guess this term, can also be applied to like parents because I think mm-hmm. some parents are like, oh yeah, sorry. They don't say sorry or apologize or admit that they've made a mistake whenever they're wrong, right? They're basically saying, oh yeah, I can do no wrong. And I don't know what kind of message that sends to the child or the children. you know. I think it also goes both ways where some parents will idealize their own kids and think like my kid is perfect like she has no or here they have no fault right right like when kids get in trouble at school they're like that can't be my kid (laughs) right like a kid hits someone else they're like my kid would never hit anyone or something like that or you say like it's not my kid's fault right usually those kids are are probably the most um problematic kids indeed because their parents are basically covering up Every single time they do something wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. And obviously this doesn't just apply to personal relationships, right? Whether it be romantic, um, familial, just platonic relationship. Mm -hmm. But it also applies to public figures as well. Most notably celebrities or the traditional sense of celebrities. Yeah, because, you know, they have like their fan base or fandoms and stuff like that. And they're... I guess those types of fans are super loyal to their actions, but sometimes, like, the fans can act like the celebrities aren't doing anything incorrect because they just idealize them so much. And they're basically saying, oh, yeah, this person in my eyes cannot do anything wrong. And I'll still support them, still, I guess, if you're extremely um, extreme on this, then, like, I'll love them, continue. I'll still love them, you know? Yeah. And... I'm sure you've all heard about this recent phenomenon called a stan, right? Which is basically what we described and a combination of the words fan and stalker. That is something I did not know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it just re- represents the fan's obsessive behavior towards the figure, whether this be what Claire mentioned of, like, loving the um, public figure or just supporting them no matter what. Yeah, right? and I guess defending them as well. If, like... Someone comes on and criticizes their idol, then I guess this type of stand could be like, no, it's just a one-time thing. It's okay. 
Yeah. Like, for example, like, many public classic celebrities like Eminem, they face issues for their crazy behavior, their slurs that they said. For example, in his rap song, Rap God, he does say gay slur, the F word. And I remember a few of my classmates were talking about it, and they said something along the lines of, that's okay, he's a legend, you forgive him. And I just sat there, and I was super uncomfortable, like, uh, that's not okay. If someone does something wrong, we do not just brush it aside and say, oh, just because you're a celebrity, just because you've been idolized, then it's fine for you to do all these crazy things and, you know, not be, not necessarily punished, but... Not face the consequences. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Because, like, if anyone else in my school or anything like that would have said that, then I'm pretty sure they would have been, like, slammed verbally. Yeah, because (laughs) it's not a good thing, right? Yeah. And this is mainly prominent in what we call celebrity-rich countries, like America, and like America, like Korea, too, as well. Um, I'm sure you've also heard of K-pop, and oh. as Claire is here to tell you, there are many issues with this stan behavior. There have been... Okay, well, in stan behavior, not just in like this type of um, situation... When they've done something wrong, I guess, and behavior in terms of K-pop. And um, I think, like, the Korean actors, there are some extreme behaviors that occur because they're always idealizing these people and they're saying, oh, I'm going to marry you someday. That, I want to oh, say, is yeah. just creepy. Don't, don't make creepy. I, I think it is a bit creepy. And unfortunately, I, that, uh, that, even though it's creepy, it's, like, seems... After you hear about it all, it seems at the lowest tier, right? Mm -hmm. Some people, like, have, you know... I mean, the fact that the stand comes from stalker, right? Many, I'm sure many fans have stalked their own... um, They have... Yeah. There's a term for them, too. I'm not going to say it, because... own idols. And this isn't only... Like, this this is reality. And there have actually been movies made out of this. um, Where... I don't remember which, but I remember there's definitely a good amount of, like, episodes or movies where there's a stand, uh, like, a fan stalking a, um, uh, celebrity. Like, in Criminal Minds, there was one issue with that, and Lucifer, too. There was actually, um, I, I think it was the second or third episode, there was a fan that was kind of crazy. Which season? First season. Wait, Really? Yeah. I can't even remember that. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And uh, this can range from even, like, from what I've heard from, like, Claire, right, as someone who's more involved and has more knowledge of the K-pop world, is that these stands often get mad when the uh, idols go into romantic relationships. Like when, I guess, the K-pop idols get married or something like that, have a kid even, and they're like, no, my husband, and I just... <laughs> yeah. And it's harmful on both ends, right? I mean, think about the celebrity, right? They must be, like, thinking about, like, why can't I do what I want? Like, I love this person. I want to marry this. I also want to continue, like, being supported by the people that support my music, Mm -hmm. right? Or my work, my art. Also, I have heard of fans, like, sending death threats to the idol's partner as well. Yeah. Because they, because, like, the fans crazily think, well, I don't want to use the word crazy, but, like, um, 
it is crazy. I think it is. Illogically believe that they will end up being the partner for their idol, which, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, but that's just unrealistic. Yeah. You see this actually more in, I think, Korea. In America, you see a different type of death threat where if that celebrity is in a feud with another celebrity, they will be sent, um, like, death threats, right? I remember, especially especially as, like, two big celebrities, if you remember, I remember this, when Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, they were oh, fighting yeah. over something that, like, I think one lady said something about the other girl's child, uh, the other um, rapper's child, right? And they got in a fist fight and whatnot, and there was, like, everybody was, each, their own individual fans were attacking the other, mm-hmm. right? Which I think, and... I mean, obviously, you shouldn't say something derogatory towards someone, chi- someone's child, right? But is it really worth getting all these death threats from your, like the other person's fan base? Yes, yeah. one, that's not good. And also, two, whoever said that, right, their own fans should be able to recognize, hey, that's not okay, right? Don't say something like that. Mm-hmm. But instead, they attack the other person or the other group. Mm-hmm. And like we said, it can range from hateful messages to crazy things like murder and sexual assault. Um, do, you know Chris Brown, right? Yeah. What about him? He was... I don't know if he was tried, but he sexually... No, no he assault. I don't know if it was sexual assault, but he assaulted Rihanna. I think that was Whoa. one issue. It was a long time ago. And he got hella backlash for it. Why do I not know this? Well, I guess Cecilia is more yeah, I'm more American <laughs> celebrity culture. And recently, um, there have been artists, like, um, I don't even want to say his name, but he has tattoos all over his face, and he is a rapist. He's, like, sexually assaulted girls, and yet people continue to support his music. I think that's disgusting, honestly. I don't know why these people are still supporting these artists, because... I know people often say, like, um, kind of separate the art from the artist, right? Mm -hmm. But the art is something that the artist is in the art. But unfortunately, the art is inherently the artist. Yeah, because, like, the artist is creating that art from his own beliefs, his own thoughts, and, I guess... Creativity, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't really, I don't think personally that you can separate the art from the artist at least not entirely maybe some things at some point you can but to an extent no yeah and it's honestly crazy to think about Mm -hmm. but But, like i think this phenomenon can also be seen in like politics politics. as well not to on i to a different degree i think not as that uh, yeah no actually i feel like going closer as we have become more media obsessed and like clickbait obsessed right i think there's actually been this phenomenon is actually more prevalent in politics like candidates attacking the other side based like attacking their um like their family members their personal relationships and not their policies or their own political actions like they should be right but they're personally attacking these people in their relationships with others which has honestly gone a little bit too far in my opinion and i see 
both sides of it. Like, I've seen, particularly in this presidential election, right, the two main um, candidates, right, on, I think, in Biden, right, many Biden Democrat supporters say some weird thing. I, so, I mean, I follow a range of um, people on, uh, of politicians and other people on Twitter, right, and sometimes you see in the comments, it's super derogatory. For example, um, if you see Melania Trump's page, right, um, if you scroll down, there's some really derogatory comments about, like, female, like, women, um, like, sex, sex workers, um, modeling, right? I think those should not be in place. If that's what she wants to do, let her do it, right? They're basically slut-shaming her in the comments, which I don't think is appropriate. It's not. It's, first of all, that's not even like linked to like the politics that we see today it's not even related yeah second of all you shouldn't even be doing that in the first place like the woman can do what she wants to do that's none of your business personally so why don't you stop and just worry about yourself instead of worrying about the choices that other people make in general yeah and obviously on the other side too where they like i remember some weird things with like um when obama was in office places like fox news would say like oh obama wore like a tan suit that day like girl who cares dude no one cares about that kind of stuff and also things like oh um obviously like homophobia transphobia anti-semitic um islamophobic everything these hateful messages like it one it's they are that you Anyways, it just boggles my mind. And you see on both sides, we're like, oh, for some reason, it involves a lot of slut-shaming, too. And, like, calling people, like, you know, just, like, stupid or, like, um, using, just, for some reason, I see slut-shaming a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. misogynist words all the time. That is true, though. If you, like, scroll under anyone's feed, not feed, but, like, post in the comments then you are bound to come across some misogynistic comments and things like that. Like, come on. Yeah. I and thought we were doing better than this. It's crazy. Because remember in U.S. history, we learned from um, that, like, Andrew Jackson got really mad because in one case, one of his opponents were like, oh, no, were... Um, Cabinet members? N- no, it was another one. He was very, very protective of what people said about his wife because his wife right. got sick or, like was really dealing with mental issues because there were so many bad things said about her because she just wasn't from noble society. Oh, yeah, right? I think it was the candidate members' wives that were really going against her and deciding not to spend time with her, even though, you know, they're all in the same social circle. Yeah, and I I mean, people are touting, like, traditional values and whatnot because, you know, it's what outside of what they constitute as traditional family values, right? Mm-hmm. But... I mean, for goodness sake, I did not know hate was part of traditional family values. Exactly. Like, we do not need to go this far. Sure, you can have your disagreements and whatnot because everyone is bound to have, like, these clashing opinions. But we don't need to take it this far and insulting people that aren't necessarily directly involved in these political issues as well. Like, Mm -hmm. once again, I thought we were doing better than this. But clearly not. Uh Uh-huh. Um... 
we did go a little off track. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, like we said, many voters, especially in such a partisan country, right, like, this this person versus that, Trump versus Biden, Democrat versus uh, Republican Mm -hmm. and whatnot, progressives versus um, conservatives, Mm -hmm. the country seems to ignore the faults of the candidates sometimes, and let's be frank, there are faults, right, we all have faults, I have faults, Claire has faults, Yep. The president, every president has faults, right? Some no one's others, but like, you know. What? Nothing. <laughs> Everyone has faults. Um, and, I mean, the issue is that when there are no faults to be, when the faults are not addressed to the specific individual, how can you improve as a society, as a person, um, and learn from your mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they're not facing the consequences, What's the point? Exactly. And I noted this because obviously recently um, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away and her contribution to gender equality, uh, access to abortion, and more were immeasurable and considerable to this country, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And people, obviously, she deserves all the praise she gets, right? For doing all these things. Exactly. in terms of that case, she is a revolutionary character. But people seem to have started treating her as some sort of celebrity. And since that has happened, there have has been some... The, that type of phenomenon that I have noticed. It's being applied to the situation. Yeah, people are kind of touting her as, um, as this person who can do no wrong, basically, mm-hmm. right? painting her as, like, the notorious RBG. Um, in, well, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just kind of builds to the part where people are putting her on a pedestal. I guess it's just because, well, I think one can say her the good outweighs the bad, but that yeah. does not necessarily mean that we the, should just not consider the bad. Yeah. And also in this age of social media, like you mentioned before, I guess having those kinds of highlights of her good behavior being circulated across the web that further progresses this phenomenon. Yeah, and no acknowledgement or at least uh, recognizing some of the mistakes she's made, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She has had an inconsistent track record for tribal rights and racial discrimination and uh, criminal justice as well. But Mm -hmm. over the years, um, she has changed a bit um, due to criticism, right? People have said, like, hey, like, I don't know if this is, like, why is this, would this be constitutional? Uh, For example, um, this is not a court case, but this is one of her more recent public comments. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she commented something about how Colin Kaepernick, along with some other players, how they've been, like, kneeling during the national anthem, and she kind of called it dumb or stupid. Yeah, so, I mean, she apologized right after, but that just shows that there needs to be criticism for these types of actions. We can't just cast that aside and just praise her for everything, like, all the good things she's done. Yeah. We could, but at the same time, recognize that these people also have their own faults, their own, I guess, not the sides that aren't as good or um, praiseworthy. Yeah, so you can celebrate, but also um, acknowledge. Yes, that's um, the good. I think that's this applies to so many things. Um, this can be similar to the situation, I don't know if we mentioned last week about 9-11, where we can absolutely 
recognize um, the horrors and the catastrophe that was 9-11 and mm-hmm. the Twin Towers, but also be cognizant of what came after 9-11 as well, which is right. when we attacked, U.S. attacked the Middle East and caused instability. Yeah, exactly. And like also things yeah. that they weren't even responsible for. Plus also in the United States itself, people terrorizing, um, I guess, Middle Eastern people here and mm-hmm. kind of blaming them for something, again, that they did not commit, things like that. Just because of, I guess, their race, where they're from, their religion and things like that. And you can and still what they see, look like too. Exactly. And you can still see this kind of um, discrimination today. Right? Xenophobia. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Still pretty rampant in this country. So, so, I guess what we're here to say is that putting people on a pedestal, putting events on a pedestal is not healthy for anything. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there has to be some sort of backlash and criticism to be able to move on and better ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, we can, yeah. like we already said before, recognize acknowledge the good progressive things that people have done but mm-hmm. also acknowledge the flaws and i guess the bad things about the person like everyone no one is perfect like for real though yeah. you can't just paint this person as a perfect person and expect nothing to happen you know and weirdly like going with this conversation this is basically cancel culture I feel like we went into cancel culture, but that is a conversation for another day because mm-hmm. that has too many layers to um, discuss. Yep. So that's our conversation about putting someone up on a pedestal today. Um, we feel it's just another thing that we want to talk about and mention. But before we leave you on this episode today, we also still need to mention our little fun fact about Sunday. Yeah, so one fun fact is that months that begin on Sunday always have a Friday the 13th in them. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well the I think one is August 2021, which is the year we're graduating. Oh, Pretty man. cool. Yep. So yeah, that's all that we have today. Thank you for listening. Have a good Sunday.